Go ahead. Do it with me. Go ahead. It's okay. We can do this on the mic. We'll do it live. Like you said, we'll do it live. Do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Through the nose. Through the nose. Hold it. Hold it. Like that first bong hit in seventh grade. Then let it out slow. There you go. Nice and easy. Let the cannabis burn in your lungs. That's right. That's right. You got to feel like uh, Bruce Wayne, that young Bruce Wayne on the floor after he scoped that mountain and picked that rare blue flower. Mm. And and, Lisa, and I, was about to, I was about to say William Leeson, Liam Neeson's Emile Ducard, who would later go on to be, of course, the Raz Al Ghul. Of course, he sits down, he kneels down rather next to Bruce Wayne. And he goes, but you are afraid, but not of me. Tell us, Mr. Wayne, what do you fear? See, I wish you had headphones right now because I really, for the folks listening to the podcast, I really want you guys to lean in, lean into your stereo, your your boombox. If you're at the beach watching the ladies put on the on the on the wax on the boards and watching them lather up each other's breasts and and, and cheeks, and if you're really listening in, really really engaging with the podcast, just put your ears all the way up to those speakers and just listen. What do you feel? You know, you have to really. Is that good? I mean, are you really are you soaking it up, Jay? I can feel you right in front of my face. Just I going. I can feel it coming in here tonight. What do you feel? Tigers are playing tonight. I never miss a game. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. Give me all you got! You know, I don't know how to do laundry, Stuart. I've been needing laundry lessons. You're goddamn right. Welcome to Comic-Con. A geek podcast for the rest of us. A geek podcast for the rest. I fear, um, I don't know, just the regular stuff, I guess, like spiders and shit. So you don't I, fear having technical difficulties and and being a, <laughs> and being a dad trying to figure out audio problems on a Friday night. No, I got other things to worry about. I know that's right. We do, we have a lot of shit to worry about, don't we? Yeah, we do. What's coming around the corner? Trying times, like you would say. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Trying times. <laughs> How you oh, been, man? Love to be here. Glad to be here again. Oh, of course. I'm glad to have you. I'm, I'm the Comic Con. Welcome to Comic Con's podcast, a geek podcast for the rest of us who are the motherfucking rest of us. My name is Nick Stevens and I am your host. But away are we all getting ready for some trick and some treating. Hopefully, just the tricks. <laughs> Ah, and joining me on the ZWM Box 350 is Jay Clark. Welcome back, sir. Nice to be here, man. Love to be here. Comic-Cons, my favorite. Mm. Let's go. Thanks, for, thanks for being here, brother. This is going to be kind of a hodgepodge of a show because I thought it'd be fun. You and I have been talking this week about some some news, some monumental news that's been shaking and a-jabbing and a-cooking and a-wheeling and a-dealing and a-feeling and a-somebody slipping and a, you know, all this stuff happening. Everything in the mixing bowl, you know, in the DC mixing bowl, huh? 
See, see what I did there? See what I did there, guys? All the, see the, see the DC, Maryland, Virginia drivers will appreciate what I just did there because DC, well, you know what? I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna go there. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you googs. But what we're gonna talk about is a little different than what we would normally talk about because we're not just gonna talk about the news, the shakeup, the shakedown, the mix down, the mix up, the mix around, the reach around. We're gonna talk about spooky news too because mm. you know? it is a spooky season and by the time this episode drops either it will be halloween or halloween will have happened and i am wearing a dracula shirt again and dracula spelled backwards is alucard so let's not stand on ceremony here okay <laughs> let's let's seriously not stand on ceremony jay what is your favorite thing about halloween um it used to be the, you know, dress up, you know, the the, the costumes, the makeup, Ooh, the costumes, the role play. Yeah, the role play, the fisting. <laughs> whoa, whoa, damn! <laughs> See, you went to that fisting pretty fast. Um, now nah, that now it's all about the candy. To be to be honest, you yeah, know, it's all about the kids and the candy. Yeah, I, if if I get a candy with no razor blades in it, I, I'm happy. I'm a happy guy. Do your do your kids uh, still get the candy? Yeah, they do. Yeah, 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 they do. My son's in kindergarten, and he came home with a bucket full of candy. And I was more excited about all the other other little goblins and ghouls he had at the bottom of his bucket. He had like little spider rings, you know, and a, and a little thing of slime and some glow in the dark skulls. And I was like, "Wow, these are cool, man!" And he was not impressed. He was like, he was moving right on. He was like, "Yeah, it was okay." I was like, "What'd you do? Did you get to dress up today in school? What'd you What'd you do? Anybody else dressed up? How How was it?" He's like, yeah, it was all right. It was okay. So and so. What did he dress up as? He was a he's a treasure hunter. Oh, nice. Or a seeker, or an explorer, because he's got a little National Geographic vest on. You know, found this cool hat at Goodwill. It's like a Indiana Jones fedora kind of hat, but it's more like gonna, a, it's more like a pimp hat to be honest. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he loves dressing up. He loves dressing up. That's cool. Yeah, my kids dressed up. Um, my daughter, my eldest, she she was like a like a vampire theme thing, and then the youngest one was um, uh, what's her name? Hermione from, you know, the Harry oh, Potter. Oh, the Harry Potters. That's yeah. good. And it was really cool. Like this uh, morning in Carline, there was out of nowhere the uh, Ghostbusters uh, vehicle just pulled up. And they wow. had, yeah, I think that it must, the, the school must have organized it or something. I was going to say, did the school do that or was there a parent? That yeah, just I'm pretty sure. This, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The school pulled it off and I think it was the coolest thing. That just, is really cool. It's never, you know, you're never too old for Ecto-1, right? Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? That Ghostbusters car, that hearse, you know, those lights, the costumes. Yeah, it's kind of beautiful to see my, you know, my nine-year-old and my seven-year-old come back from school and they're just excited about Ghostbusters, you know, just it's like a, I was at that same age. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful. My son has the Ghostbusters car that they came out with. I think it was Kenner reissued it and I had to buy it in Walmart because my son told me to buy it. And that's a true story. And I'm sticking to it. And uh, it's on his windowsill right by his bed now. It just sits there. He doesn't even really play with it. He just sits there. He, mm -hmm. he likes looking at it before bed. And it's the Ghostbusters car, like the same exact replica of the Ghostbusters car I played with when I was a kid. Beautiful. You know, yeah, they come in singing all the tunes, like the song, dan, dan, they're all excited. Battle, battle, battle. Raising makes them right. me feel good. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I don't know why I had to go to, straight to Boston, <laughs> but you know. Speaking hey. of scary, don't you? Aren't you worried that you keep that window open at all times? Uh, that window, yeah. See, I'm I'm waiting for the tall, slender man to creep <laughs> in and beckon me into the dark realm. Um, if not, it's going to be Annabelle the doll, or uh, you know, Chucky, Leatherface, Tommy, Freddy. I don't know who Tommy is, but I just threw out a name out there. Freddy, Jason, you know. What's your style of scary movie? Is or that, or, I, or it could be a, it could be a bunch of Republicans. Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> Midterms are around the corner. It might be the Republicans just creeping in. They might be out there right now, just trying, trying to, steal, to you know trying to steal the election. <laughs> trying to steal that election, <laughs> steal it back, more like you know. Get it back. They got to get it back. Um, um, yeah, who? Yeah, I like to keep that window nice and wide open. I like those. I like the blinds and up, the curtains up, you know, so I can see people walking down the street and people can see me, you know. Yeah. So you give, you you're part of the what's going on out there, you know. You're part of the people. Well, let's be let's be honest. Um, you know, I'm in my ivory tower up here on the fourth floor, you know, in the penthouse suite, and uh, the only person that's gonna see me would be like like on her bike, you know, just sailing by the Wicked Witch of the West or East, and and not to mention maybe uh, what's his name? Who? What was what was what was Guido or Greedo's uh, helper in Ghostbusters Two? That that lurky turkey son of a bitch. What was his name? You got it's, me. That's a deep cut. Are you Guido? Is his name Guido? Guido? Was, was, was the main villain? Was the main villain Guido? No. Mm. Eduardo. I don't know why I'm thinking Greed. Is that the Star Wars character? No, the main guy in the in the painting in, in Ghostbusters. Oh, in two. the painting. What the was baddie. his name? Yeah. Oh, the main Vigo. Baddie. Vigo was his name. Vigo. Vigo. Yep. <laughs> I said Eduardo Guido. <laughs> What, a couple of Ghostbusters are trying to stop me from making the slime angry? Yeah, what's going on over here? I was going to say, that's a really bad villain name. for. Uh... Put a little fucking gabagola on here. Can I get some capicola, some mortadella? Huh? Yeah. So uh, so this this month of the year, what do you gravitate? Are you like a gore guy? Are you like a, like, you know, soft porn, you know, scary guy? Are you... Oh, I like how you went gore guy or soft porn. One of the yeah. two. I, you know what? I like a little bit of both. I like a little bit of that gore, but I like that gore from the creature verse. You know, I like Dracula's, mummies, Frankens, and Steins. Mm. I like them all. You know what I'm saying? I like gremlins, goblins, ghosts, and ghouls, bats, man bats, things with fangs. I don't really care for slashers like like Michael Myers or or even Jason, even though he's mm. technically kind of a ghoul. I like the Freddy because I like the idea of him going in people's dreams, but even that got a little too, too much for me. I like creatures of the night, you know. I like Monster Squad. I like, uh, I don't know. Um, I just I like those old classics, you know. Classics, yeah. And I even like the ridiculous '80s. Like I saw one today that I felt like watching for the cast. It's called Killer Workout, and it came out in 1987, <laughs> and it's a slasher movie. But it's all it all takes place, I think, like circling around like a gymnasium in the 80s. And it follows this girl who has her own like aggressive like workout, you know, because like, remember those 80s workouts were like the big thing back then. The biggest thing. Yeah. And uh, so it's called Killer Workout. And um, I think a lot of the, the deaths in the movie, from what I could tell from YouTube, involve people dying during the workouts. Hence, Killer <laughs> Workout. And I just love that. I love that camp. Um, 
I love that shit. Like the 80s, people forget that the 80s was the horror renaissance in a lot of ways. Mm. The way that superhero movies have taken over the 21st century, um, for sure. 80s was horror. Every five seconds, especially with VHS being as big as it was, every mm. five seconds you could you could see a new horror movie being made. Gotcha. Um, and then a lot of them were ripping off each other, let's be honest. But your Leprechauns and your Chuckies, all that shit was born out of the 80s. Mm, true. Um, Beautiful. And we know I love creepers. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know you love creepers. Yeah, the, the gremlins. Yeah, you're right. The critters. I love that. Oh, critters. They made five of those. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio got his start in Critters 3. If you don't know, you googs, kids. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, he's he's living in a tenement with his mom, with his single mom, and the critters mm. come to play, and Leonardo has his day. You know what I mean? Yeah. By the dock of the bay. Make things uh. out of clay? I just may. Sorry, I just had to keep going. Yeah, Freddy was a big one for me, just because like you one. said. Freddy was like, just to think that he could just get into your head like that or your dreams. That was a really cool one. That freaked me out. Um, I, I like Wes Craven shit, you know? Yeah. Don't forget, but Wes I, Craven gave us that first. He gave us that first Swamp Thing. Yeah, he. Oh, that was good. I remember that. That you was know? really good. And I like that one too because even though it's super fucking campy when you watch it now, there's a level of creepiness to that movie that people mm-hmm. I think is either they don't talk about it enough or it's like underrated. You know what I mean? Underrated. Like the, yeah. The creepy piano music. You're the in vibe. The swamp. Yeah. Um, it was very creepy. I, I thought it was a well done comic book horror movie before any of that was being done you know what about the new stuff you like the conjurings or not really you know what i need to watch the conjurings because it's a billion dollar franchise from what i've heard and uh we're going to talk a little bit about that actually tonight because Mm. the i think the main producer of those movies peter saffron he's now co-chairing a little indie studio with (laughs) mr james gunn Yes, you heard just about a, that. Just a small little independent studio. Yeah. Probably not going to make a lot of money. Yeah, they're not going anywhere, those guys. <laughs> DC Studios, kids. If you haven't read by now or heard by now, DC Studios is happening. What do you think, Jay? How do you feel about it? Well, I think uh, it's that should have happened, right? Um, I'm kind of excited for it, of course, because it's James Gunn, and he's like going to be a hit honcho there. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, there was a short list. Do you know who else was on that list? No, it must have been very short. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were saying it was a short list, colon, dot, 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 ellipses. No, here are, no. Here are the runner-ups. I can't imagine who else would have been on there. Um, I know, I think Justin, was it Justin Lin? No. I don't know. It was somebody else that was supposed to be on that list. But it, but the deal well, there, fell through. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy for a minute, and um, but this kind of like rolled out fairly quickly, kind of out of nowhere. I I don't know if it was that window of the during the you know the recent Black Adam launch because this all happened kind of like clustered up together, right? Well, yeah, let's, let's 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 talk time. about that. Let's yeah. talk about that because Black Adam comes out. You're right. And in the wake of Black Adam's arrival, we get those Henry Cavill murmurs, rumors, rumblings, fumblings, tumblings, stumblings. And then back to it. There he is. Bright as day. You know? Yeah. Hank, so we're obviously Hank, we're kind Cavill's of celebrating back. that. Yeah, we're kind of celebrating that. But then the guy who was the Hanjo there uh, quit or was fired. 
Right. And then there was some terminations. Terminations, yeah. And then they were cleaning house. Then they announced Gunn's return. And simultaneously, I think the same day, when they announced Gunn returning to DC as as a as creative CEO or co-chair, rather, creative co-chair uh, of DC Films and Animation, with, along with Peter Safran, Hank Cavill drops that sweet YouTube video, like, thanking everybody for thanking everybody, all, thanking all the fans and, and announcing officially that he's back. And, and then the very next day, we get news that they're already relaunching. I mean, they're already relaunching the, uh, the, well, not relaunching, they're rewriting that Green, that Green Lantern series that's been gestating since 2019. Yeah. And um, it's no longer going to focus on the lanterns we didn't give a fuck about. Thank, thank God. It's going to mm. focus on Jon Stewart, which is like, again, like you said it earlier, this is kind of what should have happened, right? Correct. At the very beginning. Yeah. yeah so what do you, what do you think that... happened? Like, what do you, why did it take so long to get a DC Studios, like an official DC Studios? I, I mean, the same reason why it took so long maybe to get a Black Adam movie. I mean, te- technically, that movie was in pre I don't know, in conceptualization for probably five years. What they, is going they, on over there? Flash has been on the table, too, for the same amount of time, I feel like. Yeah. Well, Justice League happened. I think they were really focused on, you know, the seven, whatever I think they were calling back then, you know? The, I remember the, that. People not, might not remember that, but those posters back in the day and the marketing back in the day, and back in the day meaning like 20 what 2015 2016 yeah. time frame they were saying you know reunite unite the seven yeah it was so, like bbs bbs dawn of justice came out and then they were immediately trying to hype it up yeah so i think that was all like kind of like the back burner i mean having the rock of course um gives it a lot of weight to the project but it, it was it's all about that justice league and batman and henry and wonder woman i guess you know that's why it took so long and then of course those didn't do well or as well as but you still had a successful wonder woman and you still had a successful aquaman i think aquaman is their highest grossing movie out of all of them yeah i'm not surprised if it is yeah Um, so it's not like they didn't have any wins you know what i mean but they just weren't hitting like marvel was hitting correct correct uh so that's that's the reason why they need a studio right they need um to maybe organize to strategize to get a a clear vision of where they're going um the whole green lantern news i think is phenomenal it's great um i'm just worried they might kind of like black adam they where they kind of might inherit a lot of some of these things that maybe the new management had no choice but to you know push them forward because they i think they're they they pretty much wanted to cancel a lot of things. I mean, they canceled Batwoman, right? They, I mean, they canceled Batgirl almost immediately. Batgirl, yeah. mm-hmm. almost, almost immediately. immediately. I mean, yeah. like there was, it was out of the blue. There was no lead up to being canceled. It happened like overnight, and maybe that was part of the shakedown too. Maybe the maybe the powers that be would decided like they wanted to do a complete clean slate mm-hmm. and just start shit over. But I still don't understand why they would just shelve it. Like, why wouldn't you just at, least, at the very least put it on HBO Max? Yeah, it's a new direction, new management, and you know, it's it's the new girl. You can probably get away with that doing that to back to back girl, um, but not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You and you know? couldn't, and you damn sure as hell couldn't do it to Gal Gadot. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because we'd be asking her, like, what did you do over the weekend, Diana? (laughs) Oh, nothing. I was just uh, 
smelling like strawberries, you know. Want to taste? I'm sorry, Dan. I just asked you what you're doing over the weekend. I don't know why you're coming on to me like that. <laughs> what kind of a movie is this anyway? And speaking um, of what kind of movie that is this, you saw Black Adam, correct? Yes, I did. Okay. So you tell the Kamikazes, how was Black Adam? It was, um, it was, it was a thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, I was, it was a thing. Okay, was you were you weren't going in there with high hopes. I take it. Yeah, no, my expectations were very low. I mean, okay, in. well, th- because they were low, did you come out going? Hmm, actually, I was pretty impressed. Or was there anything about it that stood out to you that said? Yeah, the, visually, the movie, a lot, of, most of it looked phenomenal. Um, like the special effects, a lot of the times were on point. Um, that visually, it had a thing. Um, it very it looked really pretty at times. Uh, the Rock looked phenomenal in, in in tight, which we already knew that, of course. Yeah, I heard he didn't um, put any filler in that suit. It was all natural. Yeah, with the hoodie that that kind of like silhouette his frame and the the hoodie and and when he does his baddie stuff and the action, like he really crushes it. Of course, he's, he he looks really good on screen. Now let's um, give the let's give the Comic Con some background because Black Adam is a villain traditionally, but there was a 2000 run I think by Jeff Johns where they kind of retooled the character and made him more of like an antihero, and I, that that appears to be what the movie's more based on is that that later run, that new 52, uh, that yeah. new 52. So, so with folks that don't know, if you don't know, you googs, um, this is like the more you know new and improved version, or not even new and improved, but just the revamped version. And so that being said, how was The Rock's performance in terms of, because we talk about it all the time, The Rock is The Rock. When he's playing The Rock, he's playing The Rock. When he's not playing The Rock, he's still playing The Rock. Did you see the movie? Could, could you watch him in that role and go, he's Black Adam, or were, you, or were you still watching The Rock? No, I'm still watching The Rock. Okay. Was, <laughs> as I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, because, I don't know, it's just, it's just a rock movie. That's what right, it is. When you right, cast right. The Rock, it's just his, he's such a big persona, right? Which is, right. that's a good thing. Um, but he's so a big persona that he just takes over. Like it's, um, yeah, it's Black Adam, but it's like more of a rock joint that you're watching. It would be neat to see him. And unfortunately, I, I hate to be so narrow-minded and dumbed down on this, but it would be neat to see him in a movie where he's not playing or let me start over where he's at least able to somehow unsheathe that big persona. Like you said, that larger than life persona and maybe dive into a role where he can be more unique, play something completely different from his brand. And I don't think he ever would do that. He came close to it when he did Southland tales, I feel like. Hmm. Um, but that was still kind of newer ish in his career. Like if he did like a, like a sin city type thing where he was like under a lot of makeup, like Mickey Rourke did with Marv. I think that would be really neat to see. Like if The Rock was just playing something completely different, you know? Like yeah. That would be that would be really neat to see. Um, not that like he the, has to. He doesn't have to do that because he makes a lot of money doing what he does. But it would just be neat to see. That's all. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I think this is like um, The Rock doing, pulling like a page out of Nicolas Cage's book you know like he's really he really wanted to be a superhero like he did he he wanted this i mean he i'll give him this i will give him this i think he has a lot to do with some of the changes being made 100 percent. because he's got such a large persona and such a presence in hollywood alone 
and word on the street is he went around the executives at Warner Brothers to bring Cavill back into Black Adam for that cameo. Mm. And I think that's a that's kind of a big deal, right? And and it's it's not unprecedented because if you think about it, back in like the forties and fifties, actors would do that all the time, right? They would just go around the director, they would go around the executives. If the actor was big enough, they could they would have that kind of swing and, and pull on a movie. But then again, the studio would end up owning a lot of those actors throughout the 40s and 50s and like contractually own those actors. So that still happens now to some degree, but it's it's still pretty impressive when that happens. Not a lot of actors can just say, oh, I'm just going to go around the executives and bring Hank Cavill into the movie, despite what you guys said. Mm. Like, that's kind of a big deal, right? Huge. I mean, when he when the leading up to the movie, all the press, you know, all you heard was a hierarchy of the DC universe, you know, is about to change, blah, blah, blah where I see it as the hierarchy of Warner Brothers. <laughs> it's about to change. Because <laughs> The Rock is in the house. And uh, yeah, and that's one of the things. So he has a lot of pull, a lot of power. He's kind of like a Tom Cruise, I guess, where he can just go over or around director executives. And and, and, and that's a good thing. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's because maybe the new direction, new management was maybe going in a different direction, different way. Cause this movie does feel like it got pulled from that kind of like Snyder verse era in, in a way. I know what you mean. It feels like it should have probably come out then. Yes. And uh, the way the flash movie might, the flash movie may end up feeling like that too. Um, a lot of these movies feel like they, they probably should have been part of that era. And it's unfortunate that the Snyder cut, had to come out as late as it did and that the vision was kind of detached. We got two different versions of a movie. A lot of shit happened, right? But hopefully if they write this ship, if Gunn is the, if Gunn is essentially in charge of all creative decisions for the next four years, at least, that's a huge deal Mm -hmm. because they can at least green light a lot of projects into production that would normally never see the light of day. And now I'm going to ask you this. What do you, What's on your wish list? What is on your shopping list? If if you know that the guy, look, first of all, let's talk about James Gunn for one second. People think Guardians of the Galaxy, they think Marvel. And don't get me wrong, those movies are amazing. He brought characters to life that normally would have never seen the screen, never seen the light of day. People now, Rocket Raccoon's a household name now, you know? Um, and that's a huge deal, right? Those characters were, were vaguely obscure for the most part. But let's talk about this guy's resume. He started off with fucking trauma, you know, hmm. trauma film for the comic cons that don't know is like a low budget gore porn production uh, film industry, you know, and they make some of the most crazy outlandish silliest movies of all time. I think they're still in development. Toxic Crusader. If you don't know, you googs, you know, James Gunn came from that 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 world. He made the movie Slither with Elizabeth Banks and Nathan Fillion. Hmm. Uh, and his buddy, Michael Rooker, you know, with those creatures, you know, don't let them get in your mouth. You know, <laughs> uh, he made he fucking made the fucking uh, even after Guardians. He made that evil Superboy movie. Yeah. Or, or at least he produced it. Brightburn. Yeah. Brightburn. I never saw it personally, but yeah, I haven't seen it. You know, um, but I heard it's good. He mm-hmm. made fucking Super with uh, Rain Johnson as um, as a, as a street vigilante. Rain. Rain just Johnson? kidding. Rain Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not Ryan Johnson, the director. Yeah. <laughs> um and Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon was in that bitch. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's full yeah. circle now with that with that uh holiday special coming out. 
Um, so he's he's done a lot of great fucking movies. He wrote the Scooby Doo movies. He's he's got his name has presence through Hollywood mm. as doing good work, yeah, doing successful work. But he also has that creative singular voice. It's like separated from other other directors, right? Would you agree? I completely agree. Um, I mean, if any, if James Gunn has done um, really, he's done really good things at Marvel where let's say, for example, the guardians where he basically takes these subpar, well, well, not subpar, they're great characters, but in the pop way, they're not known. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of like this ragtag, ragtag team. Right. And the way he just weaves them together and writes them and you just fall in love with these characters. I mean, you fall in love with a raccoon, for God's sake, right by the end of the movie. And I, and I still feel like DC is kind of made up these like ragtag, I don't know, productions in a way like it's not weaved in as 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 I would like it. So, you know, there's if it, it feels still not polished enough um it's it's not as hopeful as i would like it to be there's mm. and, and 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 i think james gunn is a good um director or, or a good visionary for 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 this new stage of the dcu where it needs that compliance you know um, between projects and direction or characters or uh it, yeah because it, i still to this day um i'm i, I you know superman's symbol the s in the dcu means hope and you know i know i sound a bit cynical or but it, it's i kind of feel hopeless sometimes with everything that's going on because you just get the, the wing kicked out of you and and I, and yeah the, the the fans like it but i don't know because the these movies are very pretty to look at like man of steel is a very gorgeous movie um but yeah, it doesn't even, have the it doesn't have the the iconic uh, feeling of hope and and the brightness. And no, the, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That like that. the suit that the Christopher Reeves movies have. I get what you're saying, and it doesn't mm -hmm. have that that flair. The same way. I mean, look, let's be real. Um, there's a lot of things that maybe Man of Steel could have included that would have maybe made it um, more accepted by audiences it's people are people are pretty polarized on it right i fucking love man of steel i didn't i didn't i wasn't attached to the christopher reeves movies like that growing up but i also recognize the fact that you know hank's suit could be a little brighter you know mm. it doesn't have to be <laughs> so dark and we and we didn't have to annihilate all of metropolis you know mm -hmm. but um but i still really love the movie and i love his portrayal of the character i'm excited to have him back and i think i think if they get him in the right hands and we have someone like James Gunn steering the ship, even if he's not helming the film, but just steering the ship in terms of getting the right creative team together to make the movie. I think that's a good thing because even though he's telling stories about talking trees and raccoons and guardians, I mean, remember the end of the, remember the end of guardians one when Groot sacrificed himself? Like you felt that, Ooh. you know, mm -hmm. and at the end of guardians two, when Rooker sacrifices himself, oh. Oh. Yandu, you know, you felt that. And that Cat Stevens music comes on, the music inter intertwined with the scenes and the story. And even even Star-Lord's conf uh, con confrontation with, with his surrogate father, you know, e ego, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what we're missing. That's what we're missing. Here. That's what we're missing. You get yeah. a little bit of that in some of that Zack Snyder stuff, but it's not as heavy handed or it's not as, it's not as prominent, you know? Because mm -hmm. heavy handed implies like it's too much. 
but I think we need a little too much sometimes. We need DC to go a little. We need him to swing for the fences and just go nuts. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, I think the DC they're trying to be too cool. At they're time. trying to be too grounded sometimes. Like yeah. they're trying to be like, no, it's got to be more serious. Like these are edgy and movies. serious. Yeah, it doesn't have to be edgy. Like DC should be darker in a lot of ways, but it doesn't have to be pitch black. Mm-hmm. You know, like Gotham should be dark. You know, but Metropolis should be sunny most of the time. Mm. not raining like it like it was the entire time during bvs yeah i feel like under james's direction like i could see a metropolis like in the animated series kind of like futuristic to really separate you know um because you know the C- dc universe you have so many prominent villains so you want to really like separate you know the, the characters the good and the bad so this is dark but this is bright you know dude this he's single this is hopeful Yes, exactly. And and dude, he single-handedly, you t- speaking of villains, he single-handedly picked all the villains himself for Suicide Squad. Mm. That's why we got fucking Polka Dot Man. That's why we got that fucking arm-arm-leg man played so briefly by Nathan Villian. Like, those characters, he, he pulled all those guys out, and he made Peacemaker a household fucking name with John Cena, an obscure fucking uh, guy from the original Suicide Squad run. So, like... Mm. The fact that we know he reads the shit, we know he loves the shit, and now he's a CEO. So that's a huge deal. And I'm, I gotta ask you again, what's on your shopping list? Man, um, I was really looking forward for the whole like reboot, to be honest. Like when I heard about the new management and discovery and all that. Oh, so you want a whole reset? I wanted, yeah, I wanted a reset. New casting and everything? Yeah, I wanna be done. I wanna be done with the whole Snyder, release the Snyder cult fans oh y'all can shit it over me i don't care (laughs) that's what you meant with that little tweet seat post yeah 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 release this hashtag release the snyder cult because like release them and release them and put them where in the phantom zone in the phantom zone yeah Mm -hmm. and you know lock it up but you know you want to revisit we'll revisit these dark dark times you know (laughs) it got the dvds i'll go back to them i guess but i wanted a reboot I'm not the big, I'm a big Superman fan. I'm not the biggest Henry Cavill fan. I don't think he's, there's something, dude, there's something about Cavill. I was watching him and I realized, you see like his frowny thing. He does this frown thing where I don't know why the director and everyone like cut, like Cavill, this thing, loosen it up. Like he's always tense. Like Cavill has a dark side to him, which I like uh, as an actor. He has a darker side to him. You know what I'm saying? He's that's got why that witcher. He sh- he's got that witcher. He's got shit. that witcher. Yeah, he's got. That's why he shines as Superman. Oh yeah. The the scenes where he sh- shone, he shines the most are when that he's like bad Superman. You know when he goes. I don't know, man. That that first flight though, when he's looking at his hands, and he walks out, or even when let me let me back up, even when he has the memories with his dad, you know and. He or he has that like he has those moments where he's like still not quite full blown Kal-El, you know? I think he's got a lot of promise there. Or even the scenes with Diane, you know? I don't know why I didn't wouldn't call her Martha Ken. I call her Diane because her and I go way back, you know. But uh I don't know, man. I think look, we all know Christopher Reeves is Christopher Reeves, you know. And we all know Brandon, we all know that Brandon Routh did a fantastic Christopher Reeves impression. We know this. Okay. 
but I think I think there's still hope for Kal-El, you know? Hmm. You know, when he's floating there in the sky in the middle of the fucking desert and he looks down at the general and the general's talking back to him and he's telling him what has to go down and then he's in the fucking interrogation. He's like, you're not going to stop me because you can't, but I'm on your side. Like hmm. he's very, he does a good job of portraying that Steve Rogers-ish, I'm as good as apple pie, don't worry about me. I'm incorruptible, even though we both know he's not incorruptible like like Steve Rogers, which is funny because a super soldier, a super soldier can't be corrupted, but a fucking alien from space just has one bad day and fucking goes fucking full ham and Batman's fighting goddamn parademons in the desert with a duster and a Colt 45 and not the 40 ounce of malt liquor, a gun. Batman has guns in the desert. I mean, come on, shit went south and it went south quick. Yeah. That wasn't easy to get over. And don't think that I didn't try. <laughs> I know you did. Um, and, and Henry, I think he kind of kills people too as Superman. Because uh, the, the Rock was saying, like, because that was his shtick, right? And he would go on late night show and say, well, Black Adam is like Superman, but he kills. No. You know, Superman For, okay. doesn't count. Like, ah, Henry kind of killed a couple Let's, of people. I, I got to stop you there. I got to stop you there. Your boy Christopher Reeves killed people too, brother. Oh, he did? Christopher Reeves threw Zod down that goddamn canyon in the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, but Zod, that's fine. I don't care about Zod. He's a, he's a bad guy. I, I want him to die. Uh, didn't, didn't Henry kill that guy? That you don't think anybody else point? got taken out in the wake of those early Superman movies when things were getting fucking... When those wins from the fucking threesome we're getting th- blowing around that coca-cola sign fell you don't think any construction workers got taken out no they were on rollerblades they just they just you know went with, <laughs> with the- i will give you this that catastrophic damage to metropolis was a big deal but i didn't hate on it as much because that version of superman it's not like he got taught how to fight by Ra's al ghul you know what i'm saying he didn't know how to fucking fight. He didn't know how to brawl. All of a sudden, these goddamn aliens come down. He's like, holy yeah. shit, they're all strong as me. And I'm trying to fight them with these powers that I basically learned how to start developing in the last few years. I only just learned how to fly for the first time a few weeks ago. He's just so tight, bro. He's just I'm so just, tight. I'm just saying. He just it, walks to so me, it made sense. Tight. If I had those powers right now overnight, I would, I would hope that, that all my neighbors would be evacuating the building because i might just laser eye the whole goddamn place by accident what if i sneeze and i or i fart and the goddamn fucking side of this building goes off across town into somebody else's house you know yeah how do you how, you know how do you you know i'm just i'm just I, saying no i was I, I honestly was hoping for like a reboot but then uh the rock had to fuck it up <laughs> okay so let's outside of a reboot is there a project on the table in, or in your mind? You, got, you have to have something in that filing cabinet of yours. That I want to see up there's on the gotta be, Yeah, there's got to be a DC, either a DC character. And this could be show, movie, animation. There's um, got to be a comic you'd want to see or, or at least a storyline or a character you want to see. Because um, yeah, I got a few. I, I'm just waiting. I got a few. You just, you, you just give me yours and I'll give you mine. No, I, I want a, a a Superman done right. I just want a hopeful Superman, a colorful night, you know, Superman. I want a beautiful metropolis. I want something hopeful, uplifting, a loving story. Um, and yeah, um, I would like I would like to see that Green Lantern series. I'm very much looking forward to for that. I'm a oh big yeah, excited. HBO Max, HBO. Yeah, Max. that I'm very excited about. 
Um, but yeah, but like I said, at this point, I'm just so kind of like disappointed with the whole DC thing. It's it's kind of a mess. I mean, it, it's probably going to get better now, but it's still kind of in a mess. Well, I, I tell you what. I'm okay if they don't do a reboot. But if they just flesh out some of these other stories, you know, like I want to get more side stories, you know, we don't need all this Trinity stuff like James Powell is always saying we don't need all this Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman stuff. But if they give us a new Man of Steel, right, and they actually make it like a Superman movie, I, I need I need him to save at least one or two cats out of a tree. <laughs> I need him to save one or two firemen out of a building, you know, because that has to be your token, you know, quick saves, you know. And then I need him to fight somebody like fucking Brainiac. And I need that to happen in my, in my lifetime. Mm. But, but I'll tell you something else. I need Superman in fucking space. 100%, yeah. You know, I need him in space. You know how great it would be if the movie just started off? I mean, the credits are still rolling. And he's either fixing a goddamn satellite or, or, or he's on another planet just helping out another civilization before he has to run back to earth or he's on a goddamn meteor stopping it from just colliding with another meteor or, you know, just something. I mean, just something. I need that motherfucker in space because he's a goddamn alien and he can go into space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't mean space like the other movies where he's like getting thrown into space for stopping a missile or, you know, and then he like, or, or flying away from fatherhood. Or flying away from fatherhood. One of those, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> God, I just need that. I need that in my life. And I would love a Justice League dark movie. I want a Justice Ooh. League dark movie, but I want that Scott Snyder run or that James Tinian run where you have, you know, Man Bat, Detective Chimp, Zatanna. One more time, kids. Zatanna, you know, throw in Wonder Woman because we already got Gal Gadot. She's part of the roster. Throw in some fucking Constantine, bring Keanu back. You know? I mean, I want all that. I want all that shit. You know? Mm. And I and I want a Zatanna movie or a show. And I want fucking Swamp Thing. And yes, I want Keith David to do the voice of Swamp Thing. And yeah. I want a Catwoman, but I want an older Catwoman. Because I mean, if we're going to keep Ben Affleck, we have to have an older Catwoman. You know? Yeah, but I want all that shit. But we got what we got was Black Adam. Yes, we got Black Adam. And I really don't want a Black Adam versus Superman movie. You haven't seen it, have you? What? No, I haven't haven't seen it. And I probably won't. Um, (laughs) It is straight garbage. I'll tell you, okay, fine. Out of of the ratings that we have on this show, what would you rate it? Do you rate it? Is it at least catch it on cable good? Is it sick with the flu good? Is it solitary confinement good? uh catch it on cable it's catching on cable okay i mean yeah. I'll, look that adam smasher looks pretty good yeah it has Doc- some really good things in it the, the dr fate was i was going to say dr oh, fate dude, that really dr good. fate looked stunning in that in that movie um with how was he though was was pierce good he was great yeah, yeah the the voice thing he did was great he's just uh, he's amazing uh, he looks amazing still how does he sound with the helmet on does it sound good yeah yeah he sounds great I love what they did with uh, Dr. Fate. He was I've, one of the highlights for me in the movie. I've talked to a lot of people and a lot of comic Conzies have, have told me that yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a shame that I'm shitting on this because they said, look, it's really good. Mm. And these are coming from the DC enthusiasts. These are usually the same people that kind of hate on Marvel. Mm. Um, and I've noticed that too. There's 
And I like what Gunn said. Gunn put out a tweet where he said, popular to, uh, or contrary to popular belief, um, a dollar from Marvel is not a dollar taken away from DC, that both studios want to tell unique and exciting stories. Um, because, you know, of course, he just did Guardians. He's doing that holiday special. And um, he's he's going to be doing that that third Guardians movie, or at least I think it's done filming, but he has to edit it and get it past post-production. Mm. And now, now he's in the DC vault. So, of course, he's going to be diplomatic. But, I mean, I, I think it's important to remind people out there, too, that it doesn't have to be a toxic, you know, us versus them thing. You know, mm. we can bo- both, like, both studios have potential to tell great stories. And Marvel tell, Marvel doesn't have, I mean, they're winning financially, but they've told some shitty stories. You yeah. Know? Comics and, and, and in movies. Yeah. You know, like there's been like, I don't know about you. I mean, are you, are you actively collecting like new comics now? No, but actually my pull list, I went down. I, I cancel a lot of issues. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't tell you the last time I read a, a new like comic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been months and months since I've read a new comic, like at least of a mainstay, like a, like a main, you know, Marvel or DC. I've, I've read, I've read some new indie stuff, but um, it well, just maybe goes, it's a it, different world. It's a different thing now. Maybe, well, like, maybe it goes it's just, in cycles. Yeah, maybe all. it's just me. I'm just an old fart going, oh, there. You know, it's not. That's not what I grew up with. That's not my Superman. All this bullshit. You know. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of that, but I think it's also like you said. I mean, first of all, we grew up in a time where none of this stuff was being made like this, and when it was, it was really campy, and we just had to kind of deal with it because it was the only thing we were getting. I'm and now we're now we're getting so much of it. But I'm glad you mentioned that because I I would accept this. Let's say in the 80s or the 90s, but all this was starting. But we're talking, we're in 2022 in the post-Marvel era. And they still, you know, man, it's just, it's like my wife and I, since Man of Steel, it's been this trend where like the the credits roll and we just look at each other like, okay. And yeah, that was, that was all right, you know? And and we're like, okay. And then we get a break. We see that Wonder Woman. It's enjoyable. It's good. Or the Aquaman was pretty good, even though, you know, it's not perfect. But then we get, you know, taken down again. It's like a, a notch. And, and this was one of those, like the Black Adam. We were like, damn, like shit. Like, ugh. well, look, Rough. I'm still I'm still jumping out of my cot like a kid at Christmas time because when when Black Panther tickets went on sale, I got them. Um, and I'm going opening day, bright and early, 10 a.m. Um, I'm going to do the same thing for Quantum Mania. I think both both movies have me extremely, you know. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the end of Phase Four. I really loved most of the Disney Plus shows. I even loved She-Hulk. Pop, you know, contrary to popular belief, like I actually really liked it. Um, I like a lot of what Marvel's doing in terms of telling the different storyteller or getting different storytellers to tell these stories. So we're getting different tones and different takes, you know? Like, I think, I think our moon, like your Moon Knight show was completely different from the She-Hulk show. And the She-Hulk show was completely different from WandaVision. WandaVision was completely different from Loki. We're getting very different tones. And that's kind of a cool thing with that. And I think DC should look at that. And I hopefully James Gunn will look at that too and be like, maybe we just need to get different storytellers behind the scenes of some of these movies to kind of tell you know so that so that we're not getting that same yeah grayscale tone and the serious edgy tone for right. all these properties and i think that's where black adam could have 
I haven't even seen it, but from what I'm reading about it, maybe it could have improved upon itself by being a little bit more risque with its tone and its flair and its style. Mm. You know what I mean? Because everybody says the same thing. It's like, yeah, it's visually it's good, but story wise, it sucks. Unless mm. you're like a DC like fanatic and you're like, no, it's better than any Marvel movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, did it give you goosies? Did any scene in Black Adam give you goosies? um that i i ain't gonna lie that i know i can't believe i'm saying this after i shit all over henry cavill in a way but yeah that i ain't gonna lie seeing superman and that you know end credits just just walk into that frame you know the old red and blue uh, yeah because it's superman you know he's what about famous. what about his suit was his suit brighter i you know what i can't recall i think it was it looked kind of like the same i kind of want it to be brighter Oh, I want it brighter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But that was that was probably it did give me, you know, a bit of goosies there. For That's a you want the goosies. Because it's Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I got the goosies through some I, I got I get the goosies through most of this shit. But I'll be honest, the last couple Marvel movies, I didn't really get the goosies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not true. That multiverse of madness had some good moments. Um Yeah, New it, Black Panther's gonna probably <laughs> I have a feeling that new Black Panther movie is going to make me cry like a bitch. Yeah. It looks like, I mean, it's two hours and 41 minutes, but just hearing the cast talk about it at the premiere of a couple of days ago, they were all emotional talking about it. Mm. I even listened to that goddamn Rihanna song and mm. I, and I like it, you know, mm. <laughs> like it's all stripped down and talking about lifting people up and holding on to the ones you love and, you know, but I'm also a 40 year old man and I'm a proud papa and I just lost my dad this past year. So I'm like, I'm much more emotional when it comes to shit like that than I was a few years ago. You yeah. know, it's, it's just like, it hits different. Yeah. It hits a little different. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I do. I do hope that James Gunn, like I said, he assembles a ragtag team of creators. That's what this franchise needs. I don't think like because it feels right now like we're hiring or like they're hiring like the, um, the car commercial guys, you know, to to make a sleek movie because they look pretty. They're, they're just visually amazing. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. You need more than the visuals. That's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, 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 you want to be entertained. <laughs> you want to go to the gentleman's club. You want to get a lap dance. Maybe you want to put a dollar in between a tushy. You know what I'm saying? But you also want to be able to connect with it, too. You want to be able to say, hey, is your name really Mercedes? Are you really in college doing this part-time? Are you a single mom just trying to make ends meet? Or are you putting one on so I put more dollars in your tushki? You know? You like strip? I, I never really liked strip clubs. I don't know what it was about that. Well, I, I think they're a gem in the rough. That's what yeah. I think. I think sometimes yeah. it depends what planet you're on or what sector you're in. If you're in sector two one three eight with old Hal, you might have uh, a little bit of trouble on your hands. But if you go past sector two one three eight, I think that's the right sector. Yeah, you find another sector. You know. You know what? It's probably because I got um, disappointed when I first because my first pair of boobies I ever saw, I think it was a they, she had three boobies in total recall. That was the first pair you saw? I think so. That might have been. So I had mine were in Robocop in the co ed shower. <laughs> you know, I went talking. to the strip club. She didn't have three boobies. I'm like, what is this? Actually, I actually wasn't even a shower. Her. It was, uh, it was, uh, 
it was uh i could see that i could see you going to a gentleman's club and being severely disappointed that they didn't have three because listen in total recall they had three you know i don't know why you sounded like that that's exactly how it sounded <laughs> <laughs> i still sound like a 13 year old even though i'm 40 it's crazy i didn't go to one till i was like way older like i was probably in my like uh well like it's not that old i was like mid-20s or early 20s when i started going Mm. and um and when i went to my first one i was like okay all right i get it okay but then on my bachelor party before i got married we were in miami and holy shit (laughs) in miami yeah in in miami we went to miami you got the colombianas there the Cubanas. And I was so I was sober. I don't know why I said was, but I mean I am still sober. Kids, don't worry. Um, but you know, going into a place like that sober, like and you're able to download all the files and save them for a rainy day is a fantastic thing, you know. My first couple of times going in my early twenties, I was annihilated by the end of the night. So I don't remember what the only thing I remember is waking up the next day and checking my bank account and being like, Oh shit. Fucking Al Pacino. I need to call him because I got to track Neil down and the rest of his fucking gangbangers because they fucking robbed the vault. And you're broke because she's got a big ass. Right. So- <laughs> something about a woman's ass. Bring something out of me. Oh, goddamn Al Pacino. That goddamn Detective Hannah, you know? Yeah. When that's are we a, getting Al Pacino in the Marvel Universe? That's, the that's what we need. We need Al Pacino in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And they just go, oh, brother, you are going down. Now, now, do you think like um, this whole DC thing, you, you think they need to find a tone, you know, because Marvel has that. Uh, that run of the mill, you know, not run of the mill, the the the, the blue collar guy, you know, the, the the Peter Parker that can't put pay rent, you know, very relatable. Well, they have the fun thing down. Marvel can, has the Marvel has the fun thing down. Marvel has the we're going to give you a lot of fun, a lot of action, a lot of bright colors, and then we're going to pack that emotional punch. You know, we're going to give you that. We're going to thread that needle, or at least that's what Phase One through Three did very well. You know, and a lot of that worked because even though Tony would be cracking jokes and Benedict Cumberbatch is cracking jokes and Thor's talking to a raccoon and it's, and it's all very silly on paper. You care about the character still because of the execution and the storyline. You care when Thor's talking about losing his planet and you care about, um, you know, Rocket Raccoon when he's talking about being rejected and alienated and being a freak of nature, you know, and, and, and having new friends. You care about a lot of that because at the end of the day, it's still a human story. It's still a human struggle. DC hasn't been able to really put that in the bottle. They're more concerned about the way I'm bow and making everything look really good, but then not really coming home with the story. Mm. I think one of the reasons why the first Wonder Woman movie looks so good is technically speaking, it wasn't like the greatest movie by any stretch. But people, women, a lot of women at least, related to her and her struggle and going through leaving her family and what she knew behind and coming into kind of the fish out of water story. And it had been done before, but coming into not just being in a love story with Steve Trevor, but also coming up against surmountable odds, you know, that no man's land scene when she has to single-handedly take out those Panzer units, you know what I'm saying? Um, It was a very powerful scene, you know? And then at the end of the movie, when she has to, when he sacrifices himself, you cared, you know, because you saw what they went through together. So I think 
I think when you have somebody that's responsibly telling a story and relating that human condition, relating that human element in those stories, even if, even if we got fucking brainiacs flying around in the sky and fucking talking raccoons, you know, if you bring it home with a little bit of human condition, you should be good to go, you know? And I think Marvel has done that most of the time. I'm not saying they do it every time. Sometimes they kind of miss. Um, but I think it's, I think it's, I think it's mostly successful because of that. And that's why they were also not too highbrow with it. Like at first they were like, no, these are, we're going to tell stories that everybody can relate to. Even if you've never read a comic book, you'll be able to come off the street, walk into this Iron Man movie and you're going to connect mm. and you're going to like it. You're going to connect with a character, you know? I don't know. That's just me. I love it. I love what do I, what do I know? The... I mean, the Fast and Furious movies are successful, and those movies don't have any goddamn emotional threat. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just want to turn your brain off and watch some bullshit. Yeah. So no, I love what you say about the the human condition there. Yeah. Because because DC is more like that's the thing. I, I think James Gunn knows. I, I I can't wait for him to tell us. You know, but I think he might crack it because that's the thing. DC they're 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 Greek gods in a way well i want like a like i as, as bad as it sounds i i almost want like a phase drop the way feige rolls out those phases mm. i want them to just unroll like roll out mm. a you know a, a a skirmish of of uh you know a banister sized list of <laughs> of titles you know mm. like coming this fall and or coming this fall winter and spring and summer yeah these are the following you know yeah because yeah. they have hbo max too so even if they're not doing movies they could do some really cool shows and i don't mean like titans and doom patrol i mean like some really cool shows not that doom patrol is not good it's it, it takes a lot of leaps and bounds and it takes a lot of risk and it's good for what it is i haven't gravitated towards it like other people have um i've kind of fallen off of it i'm probably gonna watch season four but I, I just mean you have so many options, you know, and you, and you got the money, you know what I'm saying? And we need more distractions more now than ever because we got fucking midterms right around the corner. We got fucking acid rain falling from the sky. We got ice ice caps melting, you know, into mm. the into the into the ocean. You know, we you got think mass about, shootings. I'm Batista, sorry. Dave Batista would have like done a, a good Black Adam. As I was thinking about, it. I keep saying, I keep seeing him in the roles. So. I'll tell you this: I agree with Powell. I think Batista would have wore those goddamn ears. <laughs> or maybe you said that. You might have even said that. Um, yeah, one of us said it. Yeah, I think Batista so. would have put on the pointy ears. I think he would have gone full method for Black Adam. Yeah. And um, look, I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, I have to remind everybody that it's just fiction, and these are just fucking comic books. You know. And it's okay if this Superman isn't good because another Superman will happen. And it's okay if I don't like the Pattinson Batman as much as I like the Keaton Batman because there's other Batmans. And, mm -hmm. I, and I don't have to watch the Pattinson one as much as I watch the Keaton one or the Bale one. I just went back through Batman Begins with Bale and Neeson. And there's things that stand out to me now that didn't stand out to me in 2005. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean the movie's bad or any less, or I don't like I like it any less. It's just things change as you go. You know, things change. You're not you're not the mayor. What do you king want? King of the wicker people. What is that? He must be king of the wicker people. It's from Japan. How do you know? Because I bought it from Japan. Who are you? Oh, sorry, Bruce Wayne. 
are you sure this time <laughs> can you imagine james gunn convincing tim burton come back well, let me tell you this up? listen let me tell you this it's funny you say that because james gunn is the same guy that gave us the uh the court of maltese he brought the fucking fictional <laughs> island right. back for suicide squad he did <laughs> so he threaded that needle yeah so yeah, if anybody could get Burton back, it would be Gunn. And the fact yeah. that Gunn did that and opened up the Suicide Squad movie on that same goddamn island and then closed the movie on that same goddamn island that's mm. mentioned just so briefly. And even when he's going, even when Bruce Wayne's talking to Vicky Vale, oh, the Batman, right, right, right. That's a little light for the quarter Maltese, right? She's like, because <laughs> she was for she was taking pictures on, on like genocide just weeks yeah. ago, which makes me wonder, like, did this take place during the same time as Suicide Squad? I have, I have to wonder. Interesting. And Keaton is coming back in that Flash movie. So it's it's feasible to think like, okay, we could have it all exist together in the pot. Oh, because we didn't see, obviously we didn't get to see Keaton in Batgirl, but we will see him in the Flash. We're right? going to see him and Affleck in the Flash. Mm. So, hmm. And Affleck's even in uh, the Aquaman movie. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Batfleck. But whatever. What the fuck do he, I know? You can't deny that he looks great in that suit, though. He's probably the most co- comic book accurate like, looking, you know? He I just... mean, you, he, I'm with you. He, he might not be my favorite Batman, but he sure as hell looks great in it. I mean, when I first saw him in that warehouse scene, I was like, I think he might be the best Batman ever. Yeah. Because I was, just, I was so blown away. I was so blown away by that choreography and how, like you said, how he looked. Yeah. But uh, that's why, I mean, that's why we keep fucking sucking his cock. Because mm. he, he's got and, a hog uh, of a cock. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, we come back for that cock, every, just like J-Lo, years later. Years um, later. I mean, wouldn't you go back to the J-Lo, though? I mean, god yeah, I damn, would. she has a separate car for that ass. Yeah. She's not Salma Hayek, but yeah. She's not Salma Hayek. Oh, you're not Thanos. He, he wiped out how to plan it. But now we've been taking a nap for the last century. Now we're going to come out. We're going to tell him what we're going to do. huh? We're going to take out his titties. All the titties. And we're going to run on everybody's face. So yeah. what, do you, what do you That's mean? That's so dude? accurate. I, I want you to stick your foot in my mouth. I want to stick my... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what was that? From Dust Till Dawn? Oh, That's that yeah. Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. That Dust Till Dawn. That was pretty funny though, right? That the little um, thing there where it said uh, Quentin Tarantino like wrote that scene, wrote the movie. So <laughs> like he probably he wrote himself into that scene. He's like when he probably saw Salman Hayek, he's like, yeah, I'm I want her foot in my mouth. Oh yeah, I, I'm not gonna begrudge a man for his um, foot fetishes. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. the same way that Alfred shouldn't begrudge, you know, Batman from jumping off rooftops. You know. Yeah. I don't judge. I'm not a foot guy, but I don't judge. If that's your thing. Um, isn't Flash getting recasted too? I heard rumors. Well, right? I've heard rumors that after they do this one, they'll recast him for the sequel because they've already greenlit the Flash sequel. Mm. So I don't know how successful that's going to be. I don't know if they'll do that. I mean, look, the obvious win here is that if you're doing a multiverse-ish movie with Flash, that should be your reset button. Mm. Flash That's comes it. back, he fucks up the timeline, and everything's set, reset. Yeah. That, to me, I, I would have rolled that out before mm-hmm. the Black Adam movie. 100%. Rolled it all out, and then that would be your reset. And then you announce DC Studios, and then it's all boom, boom, boom. Um, 
And then it could be a soft reset for like the diehard fans and then the new people coming in off the street or the people that are not so immersed or, you know, initiated, if you will, mm. they would be like, oh, okay, it's just another fucking, you know. People will come though. We don't need origin stories at the wazoo. People will come for these characters. We're at the stage in our, our lives now where we don't need origin stories. People will come out for, the, nobody knows who Black Adam was, right? So for you, it's literally catch on cable good. It's, you're gonna catch I it. haven't even seen it, but I'm going to catch it when it comes on the streaming, probably. <laughs> when it comes on HBO Max, I'll probably watch it. And I don't even know if I watch I still haven't watched the second Venom. I never saw the Morbius movie. Like, there's certain things. If I don't like the character, I'm not really drawn to it. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of, actually. Now you mentioned it. Remy reminded me of those Sony movies, that Black Adam. Very, yeah, very. So uh, it just depends. Yeah. You know. Day, look, at the end of the day, different strokes for different folksies. Hmm. You know, the same thing with this Halloween business, you know, not everybody celebrates it. Sometimes you're trick or treating and you go down to the end of the street and the lights off and you think to yourself, well, I guess they're not participating. I shouldn't go down there, but your kid wants to go down there. So you both go down there. You knock on the door. He opens the door and he says, come on in. I've been expecting you. So you and your kid go in there and there's some candles lit. It's weird because the power grid hasn't been affected recently. Everybody has power in the neighborhood, so why are all his lights off and there's just candles everywhere? Then you notice the pentagram in the middle of the floor. And there's a woman laying out, stretched out naked. You have to cover your son's eyes because you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't want him to see the naked woman. But she's also been carved out from her abdomen down to where her nether region is. And her intestines have been disemboweled. So at that point, you have to not only cover your son's eyes, but get him out of the house as soon as you can. But before you even do that, you got two people in red robes behind you. They hold you back. Somebody kidnaps your kid. You don't know where they've taken him. He's screaming for you. All of a sudden, the dark piano E note kicks in with that dung, dung, dung. And then you know you're in trouble. Never mind the fact that there's another woman coming in, but she has fangs, and she's not the sexy vampirella type. She's got fangs and warts all over her body. She grabs your groin, but of course you get an erection because at the end of the day, you're still a man. Everybody holds you down. They try, they try to disembowel you, but they forget one thing and one thing only. You actually have a healing factor and adamantium claws. You've kept it under wraps as far. You haven't told anybody because you didn't want to be persecuted for being a mutant. And you just go to town on those motherfuckers. You annihilate the entire fucking house, slicing and dicing, killing vampires. You're like, where's my son? Where is he? And I fucking go up the stairs and I'm clawing. A big fucking Golgotha demon shows up. I'm killing him. Then my son comes, daddy, daddy, turn the lights on. I was like, I got you. And I hold my son, I have him on. And I say, you see that thing on my belt? Grab it. Whatever you do, don't let go. And we go up into the fucking sky, ra- sky rafters on the top. <laughs> oh, fuck. I tried. I tried to keep going, but I couldn't. I couldn't Next keep thing, going. Next you're, thing, you're, you're fat shaming your own kid. You're like, how much you weigh? How much you weigh? You weigh a little bit more than 108. Oh, really? <laughs> it always comes back to Batman, even when you're fantasizing about being Wolverine in the middle of a fucking de- demonic seance. Sorry. For a second there, I, was, I just envisioned like Hugh Jackman doing the sequel to Eyes Wide Shut with or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, because I always secretly want to put Wolverine in any movie because I feel like he would make that movie like exponentially shorter. Like uh-huh. if, if Logan did show up in Eyes Wide Shut, it would be a 30 minute movie. True. Uh-huh. Like get the fuck. Sh- 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 you know? Kill everybody in mass. Anybody has a mask at the party the... just dies. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see Hugh Jackman and everything. Love that no, guy. Absolutely. Put him in anything. You put him in yeah. The Conjuring. I don't even need to I don't even need to see those movies, but you put him in The Conjuring and those movies are 20 minutes each. Mm. You're back again. 
Yeah, I think that w- I would go crazy if I see either like Hugh Jackman coming back or debuting his. Obviously, he will, right? We all know with Deadpool. Um, I'm just looking forward to him and like maybe like a Keanu Reeves, you know? Oh, bro, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You put Keanu Reeves in a Marvel movie, mm. he better be wielding that chain, and his head better be on fire. That's all I gotta say. Hundred percent. You know, he already knows how to ride the bike, and he likes to do his own stunts. So let's. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up like we should be wrapping it up before we go nighty night with our loved ones. You know what I mean? Actually, I'm just kidding. If you're already married and you're in a family and uh, you're not worried about uh, procreation, then you can raw dog it all the way. You know. But if you're having one night stands and you're just tindering it up left and right, swiping away, please wrap it up. This episode is brought to you by Trojan Laxatives. And not laxatives, I meant to say prolactives. That'd be something else if they had a condom out there that it, that induced shits, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm a little backed up, but I also want to have sex. Like, <laughs> I think I've said too much. It's almost midnight. Uh, <laughs> we should probably call it a night. The witching hours upon us. The witching hours upon us. Jay, thanks for jumping on this with me. Love it, man. Love the show. Love you too. I love you too, brother. And thanks you for giving us a, a raving positive review of Black Adam. It's in theaters now, kids, so rush out and catch it. <laughs> and uh, for those of you that are listening that thought to yourselves, gee, I don't know what the podcast is about anymore, and I feel kind of lost in life, and I don't know where uh, where it's taken me, just remember at the end of the day, don't take anything we said seriously, because it is, after all, just... Fiction. Oh, fiction, senor. See, si. and we have a plethora of fiction. <laughs> <laughs>